The following announcement has been paid for by Perched on the Top Rope. It's me, it's me, it's the ROB. Thanks to Lee mobbing with the second best podcaster in all sports entertainment right here on Perched on the Top Rope. The DSH, Lee Walker. The Al Dorable One, Alex Top. And former WWE writer, Rob Hockman. You're listening to Perched on the Top Rope. Welcome, everybody, to Perched on the Top Rope. Lee's gone this week. I'm back for the first time in a couple of weeks. Uh, had a couple of things getting ready for a vacation coming up here soon, so I had to take care of some stuff. But Lee is also currently taking care of some personal things, so we're going to wish him the best of luck. We'll see him soon. He's a very busy man. But for now, we have me and Rob, your favorite people. We don't go down the rabbit holes. Sorry, Lee. We love you. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> only we only go down the rabbit holes when we need to. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, guys, we're here to talk wrestling once again. Rob, what's on the agenda this week? Well, you know, first off, I, I, I'd be remiss if we the, the same way we started the show, if we didn't talk about the great Reggie Parks uh, passed away this week to COVID-19. Uh, it's never, never good when you hear somebody passing away from COVID-19. I know I lost both both my father-in-law and my father to COVID. Um, and now we lost Reggie. Fans may remember Reggie Parks as the, the belt creator of infamous belts, such as the Winged Eagle belt, as well as the, the Intercontinental title that was held by Macho Man Randy Savage, Ricky Steamboat, the Honky Tonk Man, all the way up until uh, Stardust, a.k.a. Cody Rhodes, and that infamous white Intercontinental title belt. The Ultimate Warrior had it for, for such a long time. Um, and Reggie was, was a really good guy to have known Reggie. Uh, he always enjoyed talking with the fans and, and talking with the people. Um, and he was so creative, obviously, being the belt maker for a lot of WCW belts, NWA belts. And of course, as we were just mentioning, WWF, WWE, um, Reggie will be missed and Reggie rest in peace. Absolutely. And as always, uh, anytime something like this happens, guys, we're going to take this moment now. We're going to give a moment of silence and we're going to do a 10 bell salute. So on to the agenda today. I hear that we have a lot to talk about as far as AEW first. We've got a lot to talk about with everything non-WWE. How about that? 
true. I know uh, for once, I feel like we're not spending an entire episode doubting WWE because there's a lot going on elsewhere. Vince is happy somewhere in his humbled abode. And we'll leave him alone for this week. Absolutely. So AEW, uh, nosedive, the plane went down and there was no pulling the numbers back up. Not even the cheerleader himself, CM Punk, could rah-rah the TV crowd. Wow. Yeah, if uh, if this is if what I'm seeing is true, uh, Chris Jericho always likes to mention the 18 to 49 demographic, 196,000. They're approaching impact levels. Yeah, it's not great, and it's it's not even due to the fact that the show's not good because I I the couple times I've been able to tune in, I thoroughly enjoy watching Rampage, but that's that's the that's the key term right there is being able to tune in it's not that the show is bad it's not that there's a bad product they have put this show in a terrible time slot and that's what it boils down to because either a you've got people who have worked all day on a friday and they're tired and they're going to sleep b they're busy because it's a friday night and they're going to do something or See, they've just finished watching Friday Night SmackDown, and to be honest, they might be a little pro wrestling out for the night. Not like that—that that can happen at any point, even whether a show is good or not. Sometimes too much of anything it tires someone out, and that you know you want to go and find something else to watch. So, me personally, there's times where you know I'll push myself through. I'll watch Friday Night SmackDown, and I'll be like, okay, well, there's an hour of AEW after this. I'll watch that too. But not everybody's going to do that, and I think that's a big part of what is going on here. Is a lot of people aren't in it to stay that stay up and watch wrestling that late well not only not only dynamite but let's talk about rampage only having four hundred sixty-six thousand viewers right that's scary in itself when you were touching one one and a half million mm-hmm. you lost a million viewers and we had no major sporting events going on i mean the yankees and the red sox played on tuesday you can't blame anything on on uh, the, 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 the lack of viewers, you just can't, um, you know, normally you would say, okay, Monday night football, normally you would say, okay, Sunday night football, Sunday football, uh, uh, you know, maybe a major basketball game, maybe a major baseball game. We had nothing on Wednesday, 466,000. Oh, Nelly. Um, and, and here's, here's an interesting topic as well. Forget about the numbers just for a moment. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about a recent interview Tony Khan did where he actually poked the bear. He didn't only poke the bear, he cattle prodded it. When he said he is looking forward to going head-to-head with Vince McMahon this Friday night um, for a brief period of time, I think it's a half hour to, an, uh, you know, about a half hour, mm-hmm. they are going to go head-to-head, and he is guaranteeing he is going to beat SmackDown in the ratings. Uh, it wasn't just too long ago. I was I was actually on the phone with our our favorite co-host, the great Lee Walker, and I said, speaking from a Vince McMahon perspective, mm-hmm. okay, um, and and I've been in a room when the bear has been poked. If I was Vince, I would call up i don't know rock stone cold somebody right 
even and let's take the rock for example because we all know we're going down that road wrestlemania the two of them are walking the rock's just going to promote anything you want rock we're going to give you you know 20 minutes whatever to promote whatever you want just be rock but we want that one segment where rock and roman are walking down the hallway and they bump into each other and he just turns around and looks at roman and says go get him champ and it's almost like that you think you're the head of the table you know i'm the head of the table we're gonna a little spice up but on monday night raw they announce Guess what? Rock's going to show up Friday night. And there go all your viewers, Tony. I don't care if you're bringing back Bray Wyatt. I don't care if CM Punk is going to rah-rah the crowd. I don't care if Daniel Bryan is going to fight Adam Cole one more time. You poked the bear. Don't be surprised if Vince doesn't come out guns blazing. Uh, Tony Khan went to a gunfight with a pocket knife. And I, I, here's the other way I look at it. And, and everybody knows I've been in sports as well. Don't tell me you're going to beat the undefeated Patriots until you beat the undefeated Patriots. Look at the scoreboard when the, score, when the game is over. Not a week before the game is played. It's great to have confidence. Never go in the media. Never give anybody bullpen material or a bulletin board material uh, because, Tony, you may have bitten off a little more than you could chew. In this situation, I would agree. Yes, especially since now, um, you know, they've got that super-sized SmackDown event going on, and there's a lot of feuds that are also blowing off right before the draft officially takes place, which to begin with i think the whole three-week rule is stupid but we're not here about that um this would if you were going to go head to head with smackdown in during a time of year where the surprises start rolling out getting ready for wrestlemania season of next year this probably would have been the time to bring cm punk back in because unfortunately you know while he is a great hand in the company um the 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 lure of his return has kind of faded a little bit now just because he's been back for a little bit. So that would have been your biggest thing you would have had to combat him with because, you know, like you said, you know, the moment you say that you're going to go ahead and, and fight Vince McMahon and you're going to poke the bear, he's going to pull out all stops he possibly can to completely ruin you. I don't know if you remember a couple of years back when TNA decided that they were going to go head to head with Monday Night Raw on a Monday night and they decided they were going to bring the Hulkster back. Well, what did WWE do? They brought back Bret Hart for the first time in 12 years and absolutely destroyed TNA then. To have to have a peace offering and be in the ring with Shawn Michaels. Yeah. After the whole Montreal screw job 12 years later. So yeah, I, I and, you know, no offense to TNA, but they were as obviously I have the impact logo behind me. Um, no offense to TNA, but they weren't as big at the time as I would say AEW is now. And they still decided to poke the bear and they got smacked for it. Oh, yeah. And if and if anybody listens to uh, My World with Jeff Jarrett, which is one of the great podcasts all over the place with Conrad Thompson, Jeff talks about that recently. And he said it was one of the worst uh, decisions that he had no control over being a minority owner, but one of the worst decisions they ever did because he knew don't poke Vince McMahon. Don't try and say you, you think you're bigger than the, than, than, than the giant. And whew, um, this one could be one for the ages, but 
listen, I said it once, I'll say it again. Tony's got so many things on his plate right now. Bless his heart. 0-5 Jacksonville. Can't even pick up a win today. Good luck, Tony. Um, I, I wish you all the best. I know your your head coach is is fantasizing in strip clubs more than he is thinking about winning football games for you. And um, you're probably having CM Punk do more cheerleading escapades than actual wrestling. So however you want to do your, your deal, man, that's that's on you. But you ain't going to beat Vince Saturday, Friday night. Mark the tape. Mark my words. It ain't happening Friday night. No, unfortunately not. I'll still tune into the show because I still enjoy watching it, but it's it's not going to be a situation where they win. It's just, it's not, they're not at a point yet where that is physically possible. Could it happen one day? Absolutely. Is it going to happen this Friday? No. But Here's the one thing before we close on that topic. Yeah, sure. For, for anyone listening to the show, for, for the millions and millions of listeners that we have, um, if you're going to watch SmackDown and you're going to watch uh, uh dynamite friday night at that half hour right at that mark okay because we've talked about this before being a wwe um writer producer knowing where you had to have your marks okay watch what wwe is doing at that mark when dynamite is going to go live and then watch what dynamite opens up with Let's see what you would rather watch. Have have if you have the opportunity to have both monitors, if you have both channels on on uh, uh, return, as I like to call it, where you can get the previous channel. Um, just go back and forth for the first five seconds, ten seconds, and just see what we got. But I think you'll be surprised. WWE is going to have the thing you want to stick with for that. Maybe just that 30 minutes. The whole rest of the show could shit the bed. But that first 30 minutes, when Dynamite is on, watch. Because mm-hmm. we've seen that trend before. Sometimes that's the only time that Monday Night Raw is good. If they're going head-to-head with Monday Night Football, that first beginning of the show, that tends to usually be the one spot that they actually keep fans interested. And then the rest of the show, shit. Yep. But yep. while we're talking about AEW... um. We'd like to take a little bit of recognition as to something that happened off the air on AEW this past week. Uh, A lot of people have already seen this on the YouTube channel for AEW, but we'd like to just kind of take a moment because, you know, while we are saying that this might not have been the best move that Tony Khan could have made, Tony Khan is also very good at showing respect for legends, past, present, anything in between. And this past week after AEW won off the air, you can find it on their YouTube channel, Tony God did sign of like a, he did kind of like a, a mini tribute to a couple of ECW legends. And we saw the debuts on AEW after they went off the air of both Blue Meanie and Crowbar. Crowbar, famous for his time in WCW, also spent some time in TNA and ECW. Blue Meanie, famous for his time in ECW and WWF. Absolutely. Uh, You know, you can't go into Philadelphia and appease the crowd without having some form of a tribute to ECW. Hats off to Tony Khan for that. Um, Very nicely done. If you haven't already seen it on YouTube, definitely take a look at it. Um, One one thing that shocked me, though, Alex, I don't know if you noticed it. Tommy Dreamer wasn't there. Hmm. Wonder why. I think he was filming a new Dark Side of the Ring, but that's a different story. Oof, too soon, Rob. <laughs> um, 
but you know, not for Richie DeGregio. If you're if you're in the market for an autographed eight by ten that says, uh, you know, it's 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 okay to be me. But whatever. Whatever he says. Uh, anywho, though, on that note, we're talking about ECW. We're talking about violent wrestling. There was another event this weekend that we're going to want to touch on. GCW had their Fight Club pay per view this weekend. Rob, this is your favorite federation, favorite wrestling company in the world. What do you think? <laughs> yes, they are my favorite. Uh, not to tune into, um, but you know what? They hats off to GCW. They've got a great following. Um, I want to call it ECW cult like. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a fan of the show necessarily, but I do give them credit for um, the names that they get to turn up for the for the oh, show. Absolutely. Uh, 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 John Moxley, mm-hmm. uh, Rosa, Thunder Rosa, Thunder Rosa. You know there why you I don't remember her name? Because she's always trying to mark out on big on uh, busted open. Um, <laughs> and Matt Cardona. The fact that you had three decent names on that show, really good. Uh, Cardona gets his internet championship back. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Moxley. Tore it up, tore it up, um, and and just carved himself up like a like a Thanksgiving turkey to retain the GCW championship. Good for him, um, you know. I mean, it's it's not my cup of tea. I'm glad that they have a following. I love watching companies succeed. Um, you know, obviously fight TV has them on the buy rates are through the roof. Good for them. Uh, Nick Gage has a following for, do we call him an independent wrestler? Cause I think they're a professional company. Um, uh, but he's got such a following uh, hats off to them. Hats would, off to them. I would, well, Nick Gage might not be necessarily my cup of tea. I would almost, he's almost considered, in my opinion, to be like the modern day New Jack. Yeah. I think that's that's the closest thing. And I'm not saying that that he he's like a New Jack light or anything. He is obviously his own person, but he, I feel like he has that same uh, extremely violent cult following that New Jack did. You know, God rest his soul, wherever he is, which we all know where he is, and he knows where he is. <laughs> He's doing cocaine with the devil. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, um, what you were saying, uh, those people that might say that GCW isn't their cup of tea, you've got to give them credit for getting the big names that they have because there's some other names that we didn't even really talk about that I'm just going to go through real quickly and mention. I'm not going to touch on the actual matches themselves, but one of the first matches that they had to feature Leo Rush and Alex Zane, who uh, Alex Zane recently just released by WWE. Uh, Leo Rush just recently returned to AEW. Um, there was a match between Starboy Charlie and Chris Dickinson. They faced Joey Janela and Marco Stunt, two people that are both in AEW right now. Um, the one match I did want to touch on a little bit was Atticus Kogard versus Jordan Oliver. Ladies and gentlemen, Jordan Oliver, extremely, extremely talented MLW wrestler that we actually had the courtesy of interviewing 
if you go and check out our YouTube channel, he's one of our early interviews. This was as we were starting to get our feet wet in the interviews and starting to get our feet wet on our YouTube page. You can go to our YouTube page at Perched on the Top Rope and you can check out that interview that we did with Jordan Oliver. But as you said, too, there was a match uh, between uh, Jimmy Lloyd, ASF, Kelvin Tankman, Gringo Loco, Dante Leon, Braden Lee. And then in that match, there was a surprise entrant, a surprise entrant to the match. And that was Thunder Rosa. Not only the only female in the match, but one of the biggest names in wrestling today. So that was really cool for her to show up there as well. And as you said, we also had that hell of a match between John Moxley and Nick Gage for the GCW world title. And it's funny that we talk about that because there was a picture that Moxley took at the end of the pay-per-view. He's got the title and he's got it flipped over his back. And the way he took the picture, 100% was a shout out to Roman Reigns because the same way Roman carries his title every single time he comes out with strapped over his back and like the half turn to the side, it was, it was definitely a Roman or a shield reference the way of him nodding his head to his brother that he may not be wrestling with anymore. So it's, it's kind of cool to see that they do have a, a following. Well, it might not be our cup of tea. I'm glad that they're being successful. Well, not only that, but uh, I think Moxley was photo happy after that, that pay-per-view because he also, uh, took another picture with the GCW title with the middle finger, uh, oh, which yeah. was the exact same picture that Matt Cardona took when he won the GCW title. So maybe we see uh, Cardona versus Moxley down the road. Okay. Internet title versus GCW title. Who knows? Well, um, I, don't know never... Mox- I don't know that Moxley's a big uh, 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 internet kind of guy, but uh, it'd be interesting to see. Right. Well, I mean, Cardona did never get his rematch for the world title, so could be where we're going but on that note uh i think we're going to move on to something bigger at least for us we have a lot of deep connections uh as you can see behind me if the show makes it to youtube um i have the the, (laughs) i have the impact right uh you know if, if we're good enough um i have the impact wrestling logo behind us we have been very involved with impact wrestling as a company lately we talk to a lot of their guys they give us a lot of heads up on stuff Wonderful company to work with, and I'm great to see that they're doing well again. This past weekend, uh, we saw the Knockouts Knockdown Tournament, very similar to the Queen's Crown Tournament that WWE is doing right now for the um, the women's version of the King of the Ring Tournament. It's kind of cool that they did these around the same time, actually, in my opinion, because it gives us a lot of exposure to women's wrestling. And it's nice to see that these ladies are getting a chance in, in multiple companies to show that what they're made of. But I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through a couple of these matches real quick, and then I will go right to the tournament. And then we've got a little bit of news that we want to talk about. So starting off, we had for the Impact's Knockout Tag Team Championship, we had Decay being the team of Havoc and Rosemary taking on the influence of Tennille Dashwood and a returning once again out of retirement madison rain fortunately i'm starting to think she might be the leo rush of women's wrestling <laughs> well when when your husband is the broadcaster yeah the you door's know, always open and you need and you need a fill-in then you know it, it wrestling is like riding a bicycle okay uh if you need somebody to fill in and they got their boots in their gear everybody travels with their boots in their gear you 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 uh, always have a fill-in. And, and and you know what? Madison is very, 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 very easy on the eyes. So, uh, you know. Very talented, too. Very talented. No, absolutely. 
Absolutely. But I mean, so is Awesome Khan. We could be looking at her or we could be looking at Madison Rain. Thank you, Madison Rain, for, for donning the boots and the tights one more time. But, uh, you know, Tennille Dashwood, uh, Madison Rain, great to see the two of them back in action. Um, I mean, Tennille is always in action at, at Impact, but I, that, this, is, this was my kind of cup of tea, this match. Absolutely. Only because I knew all the talent. Right, I know. It's uh it was it was pretty nice. And in, in the end, Decay ends up taking up the victory. They end up defeating the influence and they retain their knockouts tag team championship. One other match I would like to touch on before we get to the tournament was a fatal four-way match. It was between Savannah Evans, Alicia Edwards, Jordan Grace, and Kimberly. If uh if there's any of you listening out here that used to watch TNA on the regular you will remember what used to be called the Monsters Ball match. It was signature to the Monster Abyss. We saw later on down the road, the women would start getting involved. This was a fatal four-way Monsters Ball women's match, and it was dedicated to the late, great Daphne, who we recently lost. Um, this whole pay-per-view, in fact, was, was dedicated to her. As we saw at the beginning of the show, they did a 10-bell salute for Daphne, one of Daphne's, uh, Daphne's family members, I believe it was her sister, was there to speak on her behalf. And it was just really cool to see the respect being shown to her because she was a big influence in women's wrestling, not only in WCW, but in the early years of TNA as well. I remember when I started watching TNA, she was a big part of the Dr. Stevie Act with Abyss and Stevie Richards, which was kind of an angle that almost brought out a different side of Abyss that we never saw. Because before that, he'd always been like this quiet type character that you know never really spoke he had started speaking a little bit with some uh storylines with sting but that that act of working with daphne and stevie richards i think brought out a different side of the monster abyss in a performer that we hadn't seen in him yet and i think he carried that with him for the rest of his career because of daphne so it was really go ahead no no, i was just gonna say it was really cool to see that they did show her the respect that she deserved during this pay-per-view Absolutely. And, and, you know, one thing I was going to mention was once they got that personality out of um, Abyss, the real person came out. Mm-hmm. And, and I can remember those exact shows that you're talking about being there for those shows. And Chris, is, Chris has been a longtime friend of mine, uh, Abyss, sorry, uh, the lawyer, Chris Park is also abyss sorry Mm. christmas isn't real um (laughs) and um you know once they got that personality out of chris it was off to the races the guy is the guy is amazing um hilarious too yeah once they got him out of his shell um he was he was wow um yeah, so I mean Daphne did a lot for a lot of people and it and it really is great to see what impact did for for her and for her memory. Um, you know, and, and like you said, the, the Monsters Ball was attributed to matches that, that Abyss had started, you know, with him and Raven and guys like that. Mm-hmm. Um and it was great to see what they did for Daphne. And and yeah, I mean, you just brought up a whole host of memories of, of me with TNA and everything. And, and that's just the kind of thing that Daphne does. She just brings up a whole host of, of memories and happy thoughts and, and everything. And, you know, ah, it, it, it's it, it was great to see what they did for her. Um, and and, it, and it's great now 
reminiscing even where it doesn't even matter. Um, and we don't want to go down a rabbit hole. But it's great when it doesn't even matter. Uh, you know, thinking about times like with Chris Park and guys like that. Uh, it, it's it's it was a lot of fun. Good for them. Good for the Absolutely. ladies. Absolutely. It's it was cool because watching this whole show being dedicated to her, it, it it's not often in wrestling that you watch a show and you, you just see it and you go, wow, it just more than anything, it looks like they're having fun out there. And that's what the show looked like. They were they were showing respects. They were having fun. They were proving a point as far as it goes to women's wrestling. And in that match, Savannah Evans, uh, the tag team partner of Tasha Steeles, did end up picking up the victory. She has all the talent in the world, in my opinion. I think she's going to be a big star in the industry as time goes on. And the last thing I would like to touch on before getting Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Can I just touch on one thing that you said that I think is majorly important to focus on? You mentioned about just – you were just talking about how it seemed like everybody was having fun. Everybody was enjoying what they were doing and everybody was was really just in the moment. Mm -hmm. I think if you take a look at all the different companies that we have out there right now, whether it's Impact, whether it's AEW, um, outside of WWE, it seems like everybody outside of WWE is doing exactly what you just said, Alex. They're having so much fun uh, creatively, mentally, Mm -hmm. physically. It's just, it's become fun again. And, uh, you know, a wise man once told me when something becomes, when something stops being fun, get the hell out. And I think, sadly, that's what we're seeing with a lot of WWE things. Um, But, yeah, I just wanted to touch on what you said because you you brought up a great point um, about how even watching Impact, these 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 women, uh, men and women, were having fun doing what they were doing, and that 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 goes out to AEW as well. But we're talking about Impact right now, and I just wanted to bring that up: that people are having wrestlers, talent, and producers. I'm sure agents. I'm sure are having fun again, and that's what's most important in this business. I agree. Um, it, it reminds me similarly of if you go back and watch some of the footage from WWE's Attitude Era, even into the Ruthless Aggression Era, um, basically anything before modern day WWE, it, it, you saw a lot of the same thing then. And that's what I feel like we're seeing with these other companies now. And it's, it's really good to see. Speaking of, uh, you know, showing respects, we were talking about showing the respects to Daphne at this pay-per-view. Daphne wasn't the only woman at this pay-per-view that they showed respects to. Before we get down to this tournament, I would also like to show our respects and bring up that Impact Wrestling over the weekend has announced their latest inductee into the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame, and she could not be any more deserving. Awesome Kong, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, she made it. She did. Um, Congratulations. I was going to say, I think, <laughs> you know, we, we talk about the, the women's revolution, though, a lot when it comes to WWE. And a lot of people like to continually give that credit to Becky, Sasha, Bailey, and Charlotte. But if you go back to about 2007, 2008, the real women that I believe were the initial start of the women's revolution were Awesome Kong and Gail Kim. They had series of matches back in TNA that were unprecedented for that time period. Well, here's the thing that you can you can get into, and this is I think the Hall of Fame, next to the the, the discussions of of 
you know, your Mount Rushmore, my Mount Rushmore, anybody's Mount Rushmore. Mm -hmm. Whenever a Hall of Fame comes up is when you get the next, I think, the next biggest uh, argument or discussion, if you will. When I say argument, we, we're, we're friends. We love each other, but we can still debate. We can still right. talk. OK. Um, and in my opinion, and again, opinions are like, you know what? Everybody's got one. <laughs> Um, Velvet Sky, Angelina Love, Brooke Tessmacher, Tracy Brooks, mm -hmm. four people I just named, four, four amazing women um, who've had stellar careers in TNA and Impact, uh, you know, maybe I would have looked that way. But again, this is this is this is the great debate that people have. You may think Awesome Kong was was uh, well deserved, and absolutely she is. Don't take not nothing away from Awesome Kong. I just gave you four others though that I may have looked at, and Tracy Brooks was there from the very beginning. Absolutely, Tracy Brooks was in Nashville. Um, I was gonna say I, she was she was the original knockout. She was the original knockout. She was one of the first champions. She was everything, um, you know. And and uh, and 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 same thing. Brooke Tessmacher. Um, uh, Velvet Sky and Angelina Love, I think the original Impact Tag Team Champions, the TNA uh, Tag Team the, Champions, the beautiful people, the beautiful people. Um, you know, uh, Lacey Von Eric, yep, was with the beautiful people. Um, you know, there's again, the, the Hall of Fame is what makes wrestling friends and fans debates fun. You and I, and, and I know uh, Lee doesn't watch a lot of TNA, doesn't watch, ha, uh, watch a lot of Impact. You and I could go and do this all day for a show. I mean, all day is right. I mean, if, if, if fans think the new Neil Pruitt interview that's coming up shortly um, is, was long, and we had a great discussion with Neil, um, you know, Alex, you and I could go tit for tat on Impact and TNA wrestling. The, the, the glory years, you know, the good times. Um, I think and, you just and, gave me an idea for a show we might have to do. We, you know, we, we could go tit for tat over and over and over because I was in the, the TNA asylum. I was in Orlando. I was in the double tree uh, that Jeff Jarrett talks about so infamously. He forgets about Miller's Ale House, which is where he always started off. Um, you know, <laughs> there was so many different things. He forgets the bowling alley. Hi, Jeff. The bowling alley that we would go to in Nashville, uh, the Hooters, where uh, Alexis. How about hold on? Hold on just a second. Just popped into my head. You want to talk Hall of Fame? Alexis Lurie, a.k.a. Mickey James, mm -hmm. one of the original TNA uh, Asylum say, wrestlers. I was going to say Mickey James was in TNA before her first stint in WWE. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, well, sidebar. We're not going to go down a rabbit hole, folks, right. but let's talk about this. WWE hires me. They bring me down south. I got to go and find talent to uh, put this show together to enhance uh, some of the WWE guys that we got coming up, things like that. And, of course, what do I do? I go visit my friends in Nashville because they were free to do different things um, because we weren't under the WWE moniker. We were like we flew under the radar. And right. who's the first person I go after? It's Alexis. Lurie, 
uh, didn't realize that that was her last night in PNA. Mm-hmm. We're sitting in Hooters and I approach her and she says, I'd love to work with you, but I can't. Um, I just, I just can't. And she wouldn't say why she just said she couldn't. Um, funny story. We go up to Connecticut. I'm in a meeting and here she comes walking down the hallway and I'm walking past her. And I said, wait a minute. And she stops and does a double take. Like, how the heck did he get in here? And I go, remember when I asked you to work the show? Now we're on the same page, but yeah, she was great. She, she definitely was one of the originals. Um, you know, that was the same and we don't want to go down too much of a rabbit hole, but that was the same Hooters that Jeff Jarrett bet me, bet me that road dog, Jesse James, my, my partner in crime, my best friend in pro wrestling, Jeff bet me he would not do the show. And it didn't take me but five minutes to walk over to Road Dog and say, do you promise you'll do this? And he said, yes. And Jeff actually, his eyes fell out of his head when he put them back in the socket. He went over to Road Dog and goes, are you seriously going to do this? And he goes, if Rob asks, I'm there. And that's the kind of Road Dog didn't do shows at that time. He was he was cleaning his act up right. for one of the few times that he, you know, many times he's he, he did it. Now, thank God, he's he's clean. And so he has talked openly about. But, um, but yeah, he, he would only do, he would only do my show and Jeff didn't believe it. And Jeff said, well, if Brian does it, I'll do it and I'll do it for half price. So I wound up getting Jeff for half price, which is even better. Uh, But again, we don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But again, in just the, the five or 10 minutes, we were, we were down that rabbit hole. We had five, six different women that definitely qualify for TNA slash impact hall of fame from a female perspective absolutely and i i think the reason that kong got picked first and i don't think it's a disrespect to the other women the first two inductees have obviously been as far as women have been gail kim and awesome kong and i think that was more or less because they were the two first they were the first two knockouts to compete for the knockouts championship i think another reason why we don't see a lot of other names inducted yet is because impact only inducts one person a year i think if things start getting rolling and going better for them, I think they could maybe, and you know, it's their business. It's not my place to say, but I think they can maybe add on to where we have a couple inductees every year. And then you would have more of a chance for some of the older, um, you know, homegrown home names, like the whole TNA people, you know, from yeah. back at, in their glory days, I think we'd have more room for them to be inducted and shown the respect to. And I think we'll see that in the future because you also have women like OB, uh, you know, uh, OBD or OBD, yes. my bad. Um, and, you know, there, there's others. And we Trinity. Get that. Trinity, Trinity, uh, Daphne herself. Daphne. Um, but I think I think we will see that in the future. Things are going great for Impact and we're going to get back on track, though. They had their knockouts knockdown tournament last night. I'll go through some of the brackets. I'm not going to touch on every single match. We're just going to, we're going to go through, we're going to give you the winners and we're going to give you the winner of the overall tournament. And the quarterfinals at the beginning, we saw Tasha Steeles versus Jamie Senegal. Tasha Steeles moves on to the semifinals. In another match, we see Chelsea Green versus Renee Michelle, also known as Rockstar Spud or Drake Maverick's wife. You guys may have saw her in some of the, vignettes promos and whatnot for the 24 seven title a couple of years ago when Drake Maverick was first chasing it. Chelsea green defeats Renee Michelle moves on to the semifinals where she'll face Tasha Steeles. Rachel Elring faces lady frost in lady frost impact debut. Uh, I actually really liked 
her as a character, so I'm kind of hoping she stays around. But with Rachel's last name being what it is, Rachel moves on to the semifinals. And in the last quarterfinal match, we see Brandy Lauren facing a debuting Mercedes Martinez. Big name in pro wrestling. She was recently just released from WWE, which is still kind of mind-boggling to me, considering that it was just mere months ago that she was challenging for the NXT Women's Championship against the woman that's still NXT champion, uh, NXT Women's Champion Raquel Gonzalez. But be that as it may, Mercedes Martinez defeats Brandi Lauren, and she moves on to the semifinals where she will face Rachel Ellering, which in that match, she also defeats Rachel Ellering and moves on to the finals of the tournament. And in somewhat of a shocking twist, in my opinion, in the semifinals, on the other side, we see Tasha Steeles actually defeat Chelsea Green, moving on to the finals to face Mercedes Martinez, which kind of confuses me a little bit because I feel like this is a heel versus heel match almost, considering that they paired Mercedes Martinez up against Rachel Ellering in the last match, and she's obviously a baby face. So we have kind of like a heel-heel thing going on in the finals, but it was a hell of a match. Uh, this was the match I tuned into the most out of the tournament, and these two women absolutely tore the house down. In the end, 10 minutes and 58 seconds in, Mercedes Martinez ends up picking up the win, and she wins the whole damn thing. I think it's easy to say we haven't seen the last of her in Impact Wrestling. No, I mean, that was a great match. Um, I Going back to what you were saying with Chelsea Green, I think if I'm Impact, the reason that I you don't see Chelsea in the final is because they're trying to protect her, her wrist slash arm um, that is still healing. Um, you know, she is of limited, slightly limited mobility. So, you know, that could be the, the reason behind everything. Um but yeah, um, and, and Mercedes might be just a little, sometimes you have to uh, look at it from the standpoint of if Mercedes Martinez is a little stiff, um, you may not want that around Chelsea when she's still healing. Right. Um, so that, that could be the reason for it. Also, the other thing is, is heel on heel, face on face. I think realistically, we threw that out the window a long time ago. I just want to see good wrestling on good wrestling. Um, you know, and let the fans choose who they want to cheer for. If you like one versus the other, knock yourself out. Let's just have a good, uh, a good fight, a good, good entertainment, um, if you will. Sort of like boxing or, or UFC. Um, you want to see a good fight. You don't care, you know, whether you're cheering for Deontay Wilder or Tyson Fury. Um, and on a side note, hats off to uh, Big E for doing the intros. Uh, anyone who's ever watched the Super Bowls recently, they have usually a celebrity that does the, the intro for both teams, tells a little history about them. Big E actually, as WWE champion, filmed those in Las Vegas last night for both Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. And of course, professional wrestling came out on top with Tyson Fury knocking out Deontay Wilder in the 11th round. Hats off and congratulations to WWE's Tyson Fury, uh, becoming probably what is next to Mike Tyson, one of the greatest heavyweight champions in professional boxing history. Um, and, and, you know, next to Tyson and Muhammad Ali, obviously. Um, 
and I'm sure Tyson Fury appreciates that kind of company. What what a what a fight last night, and what an impact. Didn't want to go down a rabbit hole again. I'm uh, sorry, but I had to. What an impact, though. Pun intended, because we have one last thing we would like to talk about when it comes to Impact Wrestling. There has been a ton of Impact Wrestling news lately. We are kind of in the know of what was going on behind the scenes at Impact. And Rob, I would like to pass it over to you so you can kind of talk to us about this. Well, congratulations to Perched on the Top Rope's own Cassie Lee behind me, Jess McKay behind me, by the way, they'll be appearing at Big Event November 13th at, in Long Island. They'll be appearing at Showcase of Legends November 14th in Albany, New York. And yes, yes, they signed with Impact Wrestling. It's been announced. It's signed, sealed, and delivered. Congratulations to both of them. I can't wait to see the uh, just the creativity from both of them. Um, and Impact Wrestling has a women's tag team championship. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if October 23rd, maybe, they win the Impact Championship and bring it for their personal appearances at the big event and showcase the legends. Just saying, just putting it out there. Uh, but congratulations be. to both of them. Uh, one thing that I was actually discussing with a couple people, um, you know, because Alex, you and I did the the where will they end up game. Mm -hmm. And this was one of the ones we were wrong about, if you will. But in talking with a couple people, one of them being Sonny Ono, um, who was uh, infamous for the WCW New Japan uh partnership that they had back in the in the late 90s you know early 90s late 90s that sort of thing when eric bischoff was around and that sort of thing one of the things that new japan and wcw had constructed is new japan had smaller contracted talent guys contract wise we're talking money not trying to insult talent smaller dollar wise jericho Guerrero, Dean Malenko, uh, guys like that in New Japan, uh, Great Muda, uh, uh, Jushin Thunder Liger, guys like that that they could that they had under contract under their end, while WCW had the bigger end guys, Sting, Luger, Hogan, Steiners, that sort of thing. Here's where I'm going with this: AEW has Punk. Daniel Bryan, uh, uh, the Young Bucks. Adam Cole. Adam Cole. All these different guys. They're the high-end contracts. They're your Stings, your Lugers, your Steiners, your Hogan's, okay? Impact is signing the Inspiration. They're signing Buddy Murphy. They're signing – they may even sign Braun Strowman, which would be a huge get for them. But I think this enables them to be able to swap talent. Um, and swap talent in the sense that AEW gets the benefit of teams like the Inspiration uh, and Buddy Murphy and guys like that, and Impact gets the rub of the higher-end guys without having to pay those appearances. So it help, it's a win-win for both if the deal is done correctly, but I think that's 
kind of why we may have been wrong. And if we ever do events and, and, and Nick Khan ever decide to release another 40 something talent and we play the, and, and we play the game again, that I think is something to consider is I think we're going to see some of the uh, lower end contracts, not talent, but contracts sign with impact because impact will absorb that blow and AEW will absorb the, the higher end blows of the punks, the Daniel Bryan's, or I'm sorry, Brian Danielson's Mm -hmm. young bucks, Cody Rhodes, uh, Adam Cole, people like that. So that when they do decide to flip flop different guys here and there, and we're already seeing uh, uh, Gallows and Anderson, the impact tag team champions constantly on AEW TV. It's AEW is not footing the appearances for Gallows and Anderson impact is, but it's helping both contracts because you, you sign for a certain number of appearances and, and, you know, if, if they got to move guys to, to get off the books, this is how you do it. So, um, you know, that's, that's, but cat again, hats off to Cassie and Jesse. I can't wait to see you ladies November 13th at the big event, November 14th at showcase of legends. And by the way, Alex, I don't know if you got your ticket yet because you do have to buy one. Lee said, so, um, tickets are going extremely fast. Big event doesn't have much left. Uh, Albany has maybe three, a half of their tickets left maybe um and since the announcement i haven't checked the ticket numbers um so if you haven't already gotten your tickets go there now use the keyword perched on the purchase level there perched p-e-r-c-h-e-d and get your vip combos at 20 percent off go now before they sell out and not to mention, along with the ladies being there, obviously, they will be appearing at Impact Wrestling's biggest pay-per-view of the year this year, Bound for Glory, which is set to have a bunch of different surprises. The vignettes they've shown for months now have included the logos of places like AAA, MLW, AEW, New Japan, anywhere you can think of. So it's set to be a huge show that the girls are going to be on. But also moving forward to Big Event and Showcase of Legends, you also have the chance to see us. We might not be as good looking as the ladies, as the inspiration, but you guys are also more than welcome to whenever you go to see these women, you're more than welcome to come up and strike a conversation with us. Even if it's just, hey, what's your opinion on this in wrestling? What's your opinion on that? This is what we do. We sit here, we talk about it. So we'll be more than happy to talk to you guys while we're there too. And speak for yourself. I am just as good looking as the ladies. Okay, so we were really talking about Lee, but don't tell him. All right. (laughs) But that being said, Rob, it's that time of the day. You know what time it is, and we've been spoiling everything, but normally, spoiler-free is the way to be. We're out. Mm -hmm.